Trevor, welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Good morning, Mark. How are you, mate? You've had a busy 24 hours. Yeah, it's been, uh, well, it's been a busy year, Mark. It's been very busy. <laughs> it has been very busy. Pretty tough too, I'd imagine. Tell us about uh, yeah. Luke Shuey's announcement yesterday. Well, I, I guess it it was uh, sort of expected, Mark. It was a, a difficult one for Luke to process, um, particularly when he, he'd had recurring injuries. And I think in the end, when he... Um, finally made that decision, he knew it was the right one. And I think speaking to him on Monday, he was very clear in his mind that it was the right decision given his uh, his body had given up on him on, that, on so many different occasions. Do you expect him to be around, Trevor? He expressed, he expressed interest on being around the club and maybe some sort of coaching role. Do you, do, do you think that's a chance to happen? I think it is, Mark. He, he's... Uh, He's so invested in the football club and he's also very keen on his coaching and he's um, very much one of those guys who who lives and breathes footy and family and uh, he obviously fits the mould of what we're trying to achieve uh, going forward with a young group of players. So, uh, look, we're hopeful, but we haven't had that discussion yet, but we'll have that in the very near future. And, of course, his retirement comes hot on the heels of Shannon Hearn's retirement a week earlier. You're you're losing some greats of the club here, aren't you? We are. I mean, they are outstanding players, great people, um, legacy players, if you like. I mean, they, they... will leave a uh, a big hole in our our group, but uh, what they also leave is um, some wonderful memories. But they also have allowed our, the young players we've drafted over the last couple of years to see what uh, outstanding preparation means to be a really good player, and uh, they have set a, an enormously good standard over fifteen and eighteen years, respectively. Now, a bit of news that uh, Tim Gossage broke on Scotty and Goss for uh, for breakfast this morning, saying that Tom Barris has told the club he absolutely intends to stay and that uh, has no interest in moving to Sydney. Do you have anything to, to tell us about that? Yeah, well, Tom's Tom's always indicated that he's uh, he's staying. He signed a uh, a long term contract uh, eighteen months ago, so his intent. Uh, intent was very clear then. It's still very clear now. So, uh, yes, the, the other clubs can come at players and, and offer um, whatever they like. But, I, I mean, in the end, if a guy has a contract, it is up to the club. And, and certainly Tom understands that. But it's also his his will to uh, continue to develop this uh, this young group, and he's a big part of that development and leadership, and consequently, uh, we're really positive he'll be with us next year. With Luke's retirement, obviously, the, the the question that comes as a result of that is who is going to be the club's next captain. To me, it's a race in three, and Tom is one of those three, assuming that he was always going to stay, um, and the others one other ones being Oscar Allen and Liam Duggan. Do you have any early thoughts as to whether they're the only contenders, and um, and whether the club has a has an early favourite? Well, we've got we've got an existing leadership group, and and that'll that'll need to be worked through. Mark, I, I couldn't give you anything definite on that sort of uh, stuff at the moment. It's only it's brand new that Luke's um, finishing up, and hopefully we'll get it 
a, a glimpse of him again in the next uh, next few weeks. So he'll he'll play out the season as will Shannon. So hopefully we'll get get to see them again. But no, we we haven't discussed any of that as yet. You've been CEO for 24 years now, Trevor. How tough has this year been in comparison to other years when you've been at the helm? Oh, look, it's, it's an extremely tough year, but it's um, it's certainly not difficult to understand what we've had to do and to go back to the draft, understanding that that's um, probably what we've done previously. It's worked for us. We've been able to rebuild and... Um, it is tough. It's, it's difficult to stand your ground when you're getting attacked from all sides that uh, you're not doing the right thing and you've been there too long and there's a lot of things that uh, should have happened and haven't happened. And, yes, we've made some mistakes along the way. There's no doubt about that. But we've also made some really good decisions and I, I'm very positive about uh, the direction we're going in now. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing this group grow and uh you know, that that may not uh, necessarily be here for the long term, but I'll be looking forward to, to uh, watching from the stands later on as well and, as this group develops into a really successful team. So tell us about your future. Obviously, there's been a lot of speculation and some calls for you to go um, this year. Uh, you have a contract until the end of 2024. Do you expect to be there in 2024? And what sort of plans get put in place for a succession plan beyond when you're there? Yeah, my expectation is that I will be here for, whether it's all of 24 or part of 24, only time will tell. But certainly um, I, I haven't asked for an extension and I won't be asking for an extension of contract. The, the steps for us are to sit down as a board at the end of the year and, and work through you know what's in the best interest of the, the football club. And that will happen pretty quickly, I would think, post-season. We've got... Um, three games to go. Uh, the board will get together, start to talk about well, what do we do? Um, and we've certainly got uh, a couple of people on our executive team who may be interested also in the role. Um, and we've got some long-termers here who've done a really good job, and they will. I think there's likely to be one or two put their hand up, and then if the club uh, wants to, they'll look externally and that'll be up to the board. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Like, what's the best way forward, do you think? is Do you get someone in and sort of run a succession plan, whether it's someone who's already there or whether it's someone you bring in to work under you and then take over from you? Or do you just wait until um, the board decides and you decide that it's time for you to go and, and then go to market? Which way do you think they're likely to go on that? Well, it's hard to say, but um, certainly... The only thoughts I have in my mind is to make sure I keep doing my job as well as I possibly can and, and make sure the staff are, uh, are working as hard as we can to get our football team back to where we want it to be and where our, our fans and supporters want us to be, and that is uh, vying for finals and getting an opportunity to, to play in finals again as quickly as possible. And that's that's my prime goal at the present stage and has been... Um, for the last couple of years. So we're trying to get our team right again, and it's difficult. Uh, it, it is going to take us some, a little bit of time, but uh, that's that's my, my sole objective at the moment. And at the end of this season, the board will sit down and then decide which path they, they would like to go on. 
Obviously, the other person whose position has been the subject of a lot of conjecture, Trevor, is is your coach, Adam Simpson. Do you expect him to be at the club in, in 2024 based on what you're seeing at the moment? I do, Mark, yes. Um, and it's it's been a really difficult year for Adam as well. Uh, I mean, we've we've introduced so many teenagers into our playing group along with uh, a couple of 20-year-olds and they're, they're starting to show glimpses of, of form on a consistent basis and uh, some of our senior players are, are playing reasonably good footy, um, albeit, um, you know, we've still only won the two games and, and uh, that's uh, inadequate for what we're after. But having said that, it has been a, a really difficult set of circumstances that Adam's been working under for two seasons with so many injuries and obviously we have to concentrate on that but we have to concentrate on on getting the team right Um, and with a couple of retirements um, it means that other people will have to step up into greater leadership roles and we're really looking forward to that because we think people develop once um, once that happens. Question from Keezer on Twitter, Trevor. You said previously that we need to get our player availability right. Can you please outline what has or is being done to identify the cause of our injury issues and then to rectify those problems that are controllable? Well, it's a good question because we've been thoroughly going through everything we've done in our our sports science department, our medical department, um, the... Um, areas that have really concerned us have been the, the soft tissue injuries and repeat injuries and other things. And so we, we've gone through that with a fine-tooth comb. And the next thing you look at is um, what personnel you, you need to assist in that area and whether you can actually change your structure to assist uh, the players and, and their um, development or their resilience, I guess, to... Um, to what happens with uh, with particular soft tissue injuries, they've also been. We've also investigated why we've had such bad luck with some of these injuries. You know, we've had extraordinary injuries with um, split spleens and broken arms and thumbs and other things at training, which are extraordinary. And um, you know, there's no rhyme nor reason, but. Perhaps uh, some of our training techniques need need to uh, change as well, and we're looking at all of those things. So yes, we we're delving very deeply into what needs to change, and uh, we'll make the necessary changes because we have to. What senior players will you have still at the club next year? Is um, obviously you've got uh, the retirements of Shannon, you've got the retirement of of Luke. Is Andrew Gaff definitely going to be at the club next year? And do you think Nick Natanui will be at the club next year or um, will his progress from this major Achilles tendon not get uh, from that surgery, not get to where you need him to be? Well, I'm sure Nick will be weighing that up right now, uh, Mark. I, I just don't think, um, you know, we can we can push him any further other than he's had the operation, and now now he'll have to make his own mind up. And I'm sure he's he's weighing up his future, um, you know, as we speak, because it's it's a long long journey back, and he knows that. Um, I would be hopeful that he, he'd get himself right and be available to play, but it's it's really in his court, as it was with Shannon and, and Luke. Um, with Andrew, will certainly play on next year. 
and uh, we will have uh, Jeremy McGovern here, uh, Tom Barras, as we've spoken about, Elliot Yo will be here, um, Dom Sheed. Um, we've we've got enough senior players, uh, Jack Darling, and with Oscar Allen and Liam Duggan coming through, Tom Cole. Uh, Jaden Hunt's been a great addition to us. So we've got enough senior players, Jamie Cripps. So there are some really good senior players around this group to assist the, the younger guys coming through. Um, Tim Kelly, of course, I missed. So there's um, there's some terrific players and leaders, and uh, we need the younger players to gel with them to get a, a successful group of players together for, for next season. And, and obviously we, we have to keep improving and uh, we're positive we can with the number of games we've been getting into our younger players this year. A question coming through on the temper at Bedshed text line is, uh, where is the club at in contract talks with Jai Cully and Jermaine Jones from Braden? You know, Jermaine's contracted for next year and we're in the process of uh, contracting Jai. Jai's got a knee reconstruction of course so his is a bit of a slow burn but we'll uh, we've been in constant contact with his management and uh, hopefully he'll be he'll be well and truly signed uh, over the next uh, month or two what are your thoughts on now you know you don't necessarily have pick one obviously because there's three games to go and you very nearly won a game on the weekend that would have taken pick one away from you but if if you still have pick one at the end of round 24, what are the club's views on whether that pick gets split or whether you take the player everyone thinks will be the, the first player in the draft, which is the Victorian Harley Reid? I think you just have to weigh up every everything that uh, that happens before the draft, Mark. We've, we would take into account all offers and other things that, that come up, but um, pick one is a, is a coveted position to have, and if we have that position, well, we'll look at everything that that comes towards us. There are some outstanding players in this draft, so it's um, it's not our aim um, to uh, to have pick one. We'd like to finish higher than than 18th uh, with three games to go. So our aim is to try and win some. Some, some of these games, but in the end, if we are pick one, well, we'll have to weigh that up. But um, you know, the discussion about Harley Reid has been probably been a bit unfair because he is an outstanding player, but there are several outstanding players in this draft. Absolutely. There's a local boy that uh, made a pretty impressive debut for Claremont on the weekend, Daniel Curtin. I've just been talking to Kepler, um, to Kepler Bradley uh, about him. The Waffle team. Is it's been problematic for you for for a number of seasons now? What can be done about that, and what changes will you be looking to implement there? Well, we're talking to the football commission right now, trying to get uh, some changes to our recruiting rules and and also our points and uh, the ability to actually pay some more players and some more seasoned players to be the backbone of the of the team, particularly when we have a, a run of injuries like we've had in the last two seasons. Um, in saying that, you know, we've been really proud of the, the guys who've been playing for us because, you know, a lot of them hadn't played a lot of waffle footy and they're coming into the system and, and getting a taste of it. And, you know, the last month, other than the weekend, the last month has been pretty competitive and, 
Um, that's with five or six guys um, from our list playing. Now, hopefully, in the next few weeks, we might have eight or nine, which will which will mean we'll be reasonably competitive, we hope. And, but next year, we'd like to think we can recruit some players and uh, give the the team a little bit more substance but behind it if we do have a run of injuries and that's the aim and that's what we're talking to the commission about. Question from Noddy on the temperate bedshed text line. Could you ask Trevor why the Eagles have been resistant to spend over the soft cap to gain a competitive advantage given the Eagles cash reserves, um, which is a competitive advantage in itself? Noddy says, you are the envy of the rest of the AFL. Have you considered spending over the cap next year to help fast track the team's on-field performance and development? Uh, well, we have we have been over the cap on a couple of occasions, uh, albeit not extensively, because uh, we believe in the in the having enough discipline to to stay within um, the rules and the regulations that are put in front of us. But having and and also we've got other commitments. We've got commit, uh, commitments to the WA Football Commission uh, every year, and and we understand that as well. That's not to say that we wouldn't if we thought it was um, in our best interests and. And uh, it's exactly right. I mean, if we thought it was in our best interest to spend over the cap, make a difference to uh, what we're trying to achieve, uh, we would do that. Um, it's not something that, you know, every club is willing to do, but we would certainly be willing to do that. And if we think it's, it's going to be necessary, uh, we will go ahead and do that. I did uh, allow myself a chuckle. The debate after the Essendon game on the weekend is that you might have tanked the last two minutes after uh, after coming from five goals down to hit the front. Um, did you allow yourself a smile at all of that, or did you uh, grit your teeth and grunt a little bit about that speculation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I thought it was laughable, you know, to, to consider that, uh, you know, the guys have worked their butts off to get back into the game uh, just to throw the game. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And um, I, I think the um, the chatter about it, um, I think Nathan uh, Buckley brought it up. I think he'd regret saying it because it, uh, it was just um, a silly comment given that we had eight players behind the ball and I think we had two forwards at that stage trying to, trying to, you know, ice the game and it didn't happen. And sometimes it works like that, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, in saying that, we were extremely proud of the guys, the way they got back into the game and, and almost pinched it, which is uh, which would have been fantastic. Do you think the system needs to change? I mean, this conversation is had almost every year because of the system they have where the bottom team gets... Um, in theory, access to the to the best kid in Australia. Would you advocate for a different system, or are you happy with the system the way it is? Um, I'd advocate for a, a clean of um, first round draft. Um, I think that's more to the point. I, th- I, I I really think the bottom team or the bottom three or four teams should get access to the best players. And under the current system, with all the different rules and regulations. That doesn't happen. Um, and I, I think it should be a pure draft in the first round and then the concessions for academies and, and father-sons and everything else comes into play because um, currently the system doesn't favour, uh, to the extent it needs to, the, the teams that do finish at the bottom of the ladder. And if um, the equalisation system is still in place, it, it needs to 
to change so that it's uh, equalised, uh, if you like, on a, on a faster basis. What are the financial implications of a year like West Coast has had and two years like West Coast have had? What do you um, project will be your financial result this year? I, I think it'll be uh, a reasonable result, Mark. I think we'll we'll certainly um, finish in front, and and, um, and that's a, that's great testimony to um, our fans. Albeit it'll be reduced on last year, um, we're aware of that, uh, but. We're positive we'll be returning a, a really good dividend to uh, uh, the WA Football Commission again, and, and we're comfortable that we'll get uh, get a good result um, for the for the football club as well. So, in the end, it, it will be a, a reasonable year off field, but we're just ex- extremely proud of our our fans and our supporters and our sponsors and partners who have been, you know. So invested in the football club this year, considering, you know, we came off a very low base, and we in some of our games have been totally unacceptable, and we've we've admitted that um, on a, a regular basis. It just hasn't been good enough. But in general, our supporters have stuck, and so have our, our partners, and we're we're uh, extremely proud of that. How would you assess the state of the listeners? What would you say if you're in a rebuild? At what stage of the rebuild are you in at the moment? Do you think? Well, it's it's sort of the second or third year of, of what we're trying to achieve. Um, I believe these young guys that are playing, probably a lot of them before they we expected them to be playing, are going to grow really rapidly. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, we were winning games next year and... Um, People were saying, gee, where did this come from? Uh, because there's no substitute for playing. And when you've got uh, seven or eight, and I think at one stage we had nine, 20 years and under uh, playing in our, our group, they grow really quickly when they're getting games under their belt. And we saw glimpses of that over the last couple of weeks. And we'll hopefully see more of that in the next three games. Then we'll add to the group next year with um, four or five draft picks who will end up meaning we've got uh, 17 or 18 really young players on our list and the profile of the list changes really really quickly. Um, so, look, we're sort of mid-range, I think, Mark, to try and answer your question in a long-winded way, but I think we're, we're sort of midway and uh, we will start to see the build from here. Uh, question from Luke. Uh, Ryan Marrick, does he have a contract or a contract extension? Where, where's he at with that? Yeah, Ryan, Ryan's uh, been fantastic for us, and he, he does have next year as well. Um, he, um, When he applied for the mid-season draft, he applied for an 18-month contract, which uh, we obviously obliged with, and he's, uh, he's slotted in really well for a young guy who was playing under-18s, you know, bush footy, um, country Victoria. Um, earlier in the year, he's he's done a remarkable job and he's, he's slotted in so well with the rest of our young guys. And we're really, really pleased for him. He he, um, he didn't know whether he'd, he'd get an opportunity. He's got one and he's, he's bar one game. He's played every week and he's done a remarkable job, really. And uh, his improvement... 
um, could be dramatic over the next few years. He's got a bit of skill. He's very clean, makes really good decisions, which are all good traits for a, a 193 centimetre kid who can move a bit to, uh, to have Niz. Um, Lisa from Allenbrook, one of our uh, regulars. She's actually a cow from uh, South Bunbury. You'd be, you'd be familiar with the cow family. She says, can you please ask Trevor if they would look at picking up Dan Curtin? Obviously, she's a bit of a fan. Yeah, well, um, look, Daniel's a very good player and our guys have mentioned him several times. He's um, a quality player and I I watched his uh, debut game on the weekend. He was um, quite exceptional for a young guy playing his first league game. So he's a real talent and there's no doubt he'll be in in discussions when, uh, when we get to the draft. Niz, a couple of quick ones before I let you go. Jaden Hunt's been a great pickup for you. Will you will you try and get another cheapie if you like to to help um, put some more experience around the kids you're going to have on the list? Yeah, well, look, I think that's uh, there's always that opportunity if if the right person comes up and the right sort of player. Um, also, we'd be looking at players who can fit into, I guess, that middle bracket to twenty one, twenty two, twenty three year olds that that we think are uh, capable of helping with the growth of the the players uh, that we've already got. We'll certainly be looking at that as well. So, yeah, look, there's no doubt that uh, we'll be looking for, for other players other than just going to the draft because I think it's important to get the profile right uh, with our list and uh, with some of our senior players moving on, it'll be really important to get that, that middle group right as well. Obviously, Derby Week is a big week always in Perth. How's the build-up been to this one? And uh, what are you expecting happens on Saturday night? Well, the biggest thing for us is being really competitive in every game, and and, uh, that's no different to to what we expect this week. We want to be really competitive, and hopefully that's good enough to win the game. But uh, there's no doubt, you know, with uh, Fremantle... Um, played pretty well against uh, Brisbane the other day to keep, you know, keep them from scoring, and consequently, the game was super close. And in the end, we've got to play really well, and and that's what we'd be trying to do. Uh, the build-up so far is well, really, that the last couple of days have been about Luke, but the next um, few days, the guys will have their main training session tomorrow, and and uh, hopefully, we'll get an opportunity to to have a a really good squad together and then uh, have a real crack at Fremantle on uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, good news at the Tribunal last night. Bailey Williams getting off. He's been uh, one of your success stories, I think, uh, this season and, and one of your young players that's really improved. Trevor, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Really appreciate your time. Good luck with everything for the remainder of this season and also heading into 2024. Uh, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Trevor Nisbet, he is the Chief Executive of the West Coast Eagles, of course. He's been a long-standing employee in that position of the club. Uh, what do you think? If you have anything to say about what Trevor has said on the show, you can on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. You can uh, give us a call on the open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back after the break.